like Hong Kong. That's a place for you. Hello, this is the Hong Kong Football Podcast coming to you from Kowloon, Hong Kong. In a week where we maybe didn't have the most exciting games at hand, but nevertheless there were a lot of exciting news, especially concerning Eastern and the upcoming Asian Champions League. So stay with us. My name is Tobias Tuzer. I'm the sole host for you today because James Legg is trying his life outside of the Hong Kong Football Podcast at the moment, but he will be back with us at the beginning of 2017. Similar to last week, it will be a very short express version of the Hong Kong Football Podcast, around 10 to 15 minutes, because we also know that with the Christmas preparations, you might be too busy listening to the podcast at the moment. So stay with us and we'll jump right into our first topic, which is the draw for the Asian Champions League of 2017. So as you have probably heard by now, Eastern were drawn into a very, very interesting and also tough group together with CSL champions Guangzhou Evergrande. Another of their opponents will be Suwon Samsung Blue Wings from South Korea, who won the Korean FA Cup last year and therefore also have a ticket for the Asian Champions League. And the third opponent is not yet known, but all that we know for sure is that this opponent will be from Japan and it will be either the Urara Red Diamonds or the Kashima Antlers. So either of them, it will be a very tough draw for Eastern. And we will have plenty of time to discuss the opponents in details and the chances for Eastern details because the group stage will just start around the end of February. But still, I would like to share with you some of the more interesting facts that you might want to know in order to prepare yourself for these very important games. Because at the end of the day, it's the first time, it's really a historic thing. It's the first time for a Hong Kong club to join the Asian Champions League since the format has been introduced by the AFC a couple of years ago. So maybe let's first look at the schedule. And it's quite interesting because Eastern will start their campaign with the away game against Guangzhou Evergrande at the very legendary Tianhe Stadium in Guangzhou. And the game will be on the 22nd of February in 2017. And if I'm not mistaken, that's a Wednesday. So it will be an evening game and maybe not the most convenient actually to go to, especially for people who have to work. So make sure that you get your day off on the 23rd if you tend to travel to Guangzhou for that game. Just a week later, also on a Wednesday, on March 1st, Eastern will host their first home game against a Japanese team that is not yet known, either the Aurora Diamonds or the Kashima Antlers. And then after two weeks, Eastern will host their second home game on the 14th of March 2017 against the Suwon Samsung Blue Wings. And then it's almost a month break before Eastern will be away to Suwon Samsung Blue Wings on the 12th of April, which is again a Wednesday. And on the 25th of April, Eastern will eventually host Guangzhou Evergrande, which will be, of course, probably the biggest game that we have seen on a club level in Hong Kong for quite a long time. And the very final game will be on May 9th, when Eastern will play away in Japan. Again, we're not sure where exactly they will play this game. What is especially interesting to know, and 
uh, there have been a lot of discussions around when the news first came out where exactly will Eastern host their games and it turned out that Eastern chairman Peter Lang himself prefers to host all the games at Mongkok Stadium. The advantage of course is that Mongkok Stadium can be filled quite easily, is easily accessible, it's a small pitch that is often better to defend especially if you are the supposedly weaker team and Eastern definitely are the underdogs in these groups but of course on the other hand Mongkok Stadium is limited with its capacity of just 6,600 people so that's a bit of a shame because honestly a game like Eastern between Guangzhou and it probably could fill up at least 12,000 or 40,000 people so there were speculations if they might want to host it in Hong Kong Stadium which would seat up to 40,000 people or even Suzavan Sports Ground which is quite far away and not very popular but still could host 12,000 people but Eastern probably will opt for Mongkok Stadium. So what does that mean? It means that tickets will be very competitive so make sure that you are subscribed to all kind of newsletters and maybe also look regularly at offsite.hk to know when the tickets will be on sale. Of course, we will try to also tell you on our podcast, but because of the delays of the podcast, it might not be right on time. So also try to check other sources when they are available. What we heard so far is that the tickets will be probably priced at around 180 Hong Kong dollars for the full price adult tickets and probably around 100 Hong Kong dollars for the concessionary tickets for seniors and students which usually have a limited capacity again. And we also heard of course that active fan club members of Eastern Sports Club will have an advantage or probably an early sale of tickets and we will also try to keep you informed about what's the exact procedure. So as you can hear Asian Champions League will be probably one of our biggest topics in 2017. We are pretty excited about all this. And yeah, we definitely hope that Eastern can pull off some miracles. And as I said, in the next weeks, we will take on a very detailed analysis of the different opponents and what maybe the actual chance for Eastern are. Now, so far, Eastern have not changed too much uh, of their squad in preparation of the ACL. However, they signed a Hong Kong player that some of you might know. His name is Ng Wai Chiu. And Ng Wai Chiu used to be a very, very popular player in Hong Kong. He played for Instant Dictionary, that was a temporary name of Double Flower, back in the late 1990s. And then also shortly for Kichi. And then in 2006, he moved to Shanghai Shenhua, where he also played almost 38 games for them. Later on also he played for Hangzhou Greentown before he came back to play for South China and Pegasus in Hong Kong. And the last few years he was with uh, Tianjin Chuanqian in the China League One. But however, he has some controversial background because when he departed from Hong Kong, especially around 2012, he also resigned from the Hong Kong representative team. And he had some nasty comments about the quality of Hong Kong football and also about the quality of the artificial pitches in Hong Kong. So there seems to be some bad blood between local football supporters and NYTU, but for the ACL he might be a quite a good signing because he has the experience in the CSL and maybe can share some of this knowledge with his teammates at Eastern. 
However, he is also already 35 years of age. He is usually a defender, a centre-back, which actually Eastern has quite a good standing at the moment, so they wouldn't necessarily need another centre-back. And also maybe something that might be important to know is that he didn't really play last year for Tianjin Tianjin. He was actually a teammate at that time for Jean-Jacques Kielemer, but very early in the season it seems that he was being kicked out of the first team and never really appeared throughout the entire season of the China League One. But nevertheless, a very interesting signing, and we believe that there might be still a few more things that Eastern might plan, especially once the transfer window will open in January, and we will definitely keep you up to date about everything. So of course I don't want to take this topic entirely away from James, and I'm very excited when he's back and we can talk more detailed about what we think about the ACL, about chances for Eastern, and in particular about the opponents. One thing, of course, we shouldn't forget is that Kitschi is also still in this tournament and they will start in the second of three qualifying rounds for the AFC Champions League. And they will actually host the first qualifying game, which is just a one-legged game on January 31st, so uh, on Chinese New Year, basically, against Hanoi TNT. So the game will be most likely hosted at Mongkok Stadium and it should be a quite good opportunity for Kitschi to win, especially with the home advantage, which they don't have very often in the ACL qualifiers before. So the more challenging round would definitely be then the playoff, the final round of the qualifiers. So if they win against Hanoi, they will have to take on Seju United from South Korea. This will be a very tough game. Again, only one leg. And in this case, Kitschi has to go to South Korea because they have the lower AFC ranking. So even though they make the second round, the third round will be a very, very tough call. It will be on February 7th, and only with a win, uh, Kichi would then advance to the group stage of the ACL. So chances are pretty slim, but again, you know, nothing is impossible. And we at the Hong Kong Football Podcast will definitely keep the fingers crossed. And we will also do a more detailed analysis before the game. Now let's jump to Hong Kong football and the FA Cup. So last week three games happened and I will tell a little bit more about the results of the preliminary round of the FA Cup after this. The Hong Kong Football Podcast is out every Wednesday. You can get it from iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud or wherever else you get your podcasts. So the first game of the FA Cup was on December 17th, the Saturday, between Taipo and South China, a game that took place at the Sham Shui Po Sports Ground, so it's good to have this very, very nice sports ground again in this competition. And first of all, it, the game was surprisingly well attended, more than 1,000 people found their way to Sham Shui Po. But for South China, the game was definitely a kind of chance to revenge their cup defeat in the senior shield when Taipo beat them 1-0 and South China really 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 pulled off this revenge very well and hammered Taipo 5-1 in this FA Cup preliminary round. There were five goals by Lo Kong Wai, Mahama Awal, Nicola Komatzet, Leung Nokang and Chen Xiu Kwan. So you had five 
different ghost chorus. That's pretty amazing. You could say like for the first two goals in particular, the defending was very poor from Typo, very chaotic. They did not manage to clear the ball when it was necessary to clear it. And then Lo Kong Wai in the seventh minute took advantage of it and pretty much the same happened then in the 29th minute with Awal. After the second half, Nikola Komacet got a penalty after one of the players was taken down in the penalty box. So that was a very, very clear situation. Nothing really to contest or question about. And maybe the last two goals for Sacha were a bit too much than they would have deserved, but the goals were like more kind of lucky punches that went through or were deflected. Five minutes before end, Typo actually managed to pull one back and to have an honorary goal more or less by Lucas de Silva in the 85th minute. But of course, at that moment, you cannot really hope to score another four goals and and get into extra time. So altogether, South China deserved winners and now also in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. So congratulations to them. We have to admit that they were definitely in a better team this time around. And that said, there was one surprising news shortly after for Taipo because they just signed Ita Parika, who is one of the, I would say, favorites here at the Hong Kong Football Podcast because he played very, very good games in the Hong Kong national team in the last few months. And he also played a terrific season last year for Xinjiang Tianjin. So it's quite surprising that they let him go because he had this kind of very beneficial contract and that let him play as a Hong Konger in China without counting him as a foreigner. Yeah, but so he decided to go back and he signed with Taipo, although we know that there was also some interest from Pegasus at some point, a team he played at before. And yeah, so for Taipo, that might be a very, very good option for the future games and for the rest of the season, especially because he doesn't count as a foreigner and he's definitely a very, very good number 10 and who can really make a difference from shots from the second row. So I'm very much looking forward to this as a Taipo fan. And yeah, let's move on to the next game of the FA Cup though, which happened just one day later on December 18th, also at the Shamshopo Sports Ground. And this was the game between Glory Sky and RNF. Now, I was not there exactly, so I cannot tell you much about what happened. All that we know is that RNF was down to 10 men after the 60th minute when Min Soon Lin was sent off with a second yellow card. And it all looked, nevertheless, that the game would go into extra time because even though 90 minutes were played, it was still nil-nil between both sides. And then right in the 90th minute, the last minute of the game, Everton Camargo scored the match winner for Glory Sky. And that means that Glory Sky will advance into the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. So again, congratulations to them. R&F, it was a bit unlucky, of course, this time. So maybe on a better day, they could have pulled off a surprise win here as well. But again, with 10 men, it might have been a very difficult task this time around. And that already brings us to the last FA Cup preliminary round game that happened on December 20th, the Tuesday, at the Siusa One Sports Ground. So very far away and so not surprising that just around 200 people showed up. And what was very interesting is that of course Hong Kong Football Club were the clear underdogs for this game. But nevertheless, 
they got the lead just after one minute of playing time. And it was after a corner when Andrew Wilde and scored with a header, putting HKFC 1-0 ahead. So this was an amazing start. You probably couldn't imagine a better start for any kind of game. But Kitschi soon after found it in the game. And then it, in the 27th minute, Rufinho started the comeback with a penalty. Of course, I only saw the highlights online, but all in all, it looked that Kitschi didn't have to work too hard to turn the game around. And there were goals from Lam Kawai in the 32nd minute, a Jared Lam in the 38th minute, and then Rufinho again in the 60th minute, before Tunking Man, one minute in extra time in the 91st minute, scored the final goal, making the final result 5-1 for Kitschi. So this was a very clear and easy run into the quarterfinals of the FA Cup despite the very very surprising beginning and starting for Hong Kong Football Club with the early goal. Now what does this all mean for the quarterfinals? So first of all the quarterfinals we need to be a bit patient they will just resume in April of next year and will happen at Shamshupo Sports Hong Kong Mongkok Stadium and the quarterfinals will be Yunlong against Eastern Rangers against South China, Southern against Glory Sky, and Pegasus against Kichi. And after that, a semifinals will be played in late April and the very final on May 14th at Mongkok Stadium. So, of course, we will give you all the information needed ahead of time. So stay tuned with the Hong Kong Football Podcast. Now, with Christmas coming up this weekend, there's not much of a preview we can do because the league will still be on break until January 7th. But there are two games in a very English style, more or less. The Senior Shield games are traditionally on Christmas Day, 25th of December and Boxing Day, 26th of December. And these are the Senior Shield semifinals. So very, very interesting and exciting knockout fixtures. So on December 25th, we have more or less a rematch of Kichi versus Taipo. As you remember, they just met each other in the league. And it was actually quite a close game back then. As you remember, Kichi just won 1-0, uh, thanks to a goal by Lam Kawai. So again, I think it's a knockout competition. Everything seems to be quite open. And I wouldn't want to say that we can expect a clear result. Of course, on paper, Kichi are the clear favorites, having the a depth in their squad having much more options up front. And I do believe that Taipo still cannot use Ita Parika. They might need to wait until the transfer window opens in January. So they will stick with the squad they have right now. And there again, I just can repeat myself over and over again, but I just think that Taipo really should stick with the local goalkeeper if possible and field four foreign players. Because especially in the midfield, they often then leave Dudu on the bench, who is a quite decent defensive midfielder, who also can bring balls to the front. And then they often either leave out David Lazari or Yuta Nakamura. So it would actually be ideal if they would bring at least Yuta Nakamura, David Lazari or Lucas De Silva and Dudu and Lima from the beginning and really use the local goalkeeper, Lee Hon Ho, because at the end of the day, there's not much difference. You cannot say that the number one choice here, Paulo Cesar, 
is a extraordinarily good goalkeeper that would actually justify this kind of decision. So I hope that uh, Lee Kinji might think the same or, or come to the same conclusion. And then it will be basically up to match form. Of course, maybe Typo coming out of a more um, mentally difficult situation after being thrashed 5-1 by South China. Whereas Kiji just come out of a 5-1 win against HKFC. So really the opposite of the mental state probably. Nevertheless, I think we're going to see a very interesting game. And if you're around, definitely come to Mongkok Stadium 3pm. I think it will be fun to watch and a very nice afternoon out on Christmas Day if you don't have anything better to do. And I hardly believe that you would have anything better to do. What, what, what could be better than that? And just one day later, we have another very interesting fixture, the second semi-final of the Senior Shield between Eastern and Southern. Also at Mongkok Stadium, kickoff at 3 p.m. Now what makes this game particularly interesting is that it's basically the same fixture that was the Senior Shield final last year when Eastern won 2-0 against Southern with goals from Sudeshwai and Andrew Barisic back then. And maybe some of you also remember this as one of the coldest days in Hong Kong's history. It was really freezing in Hong Kong Stadium at that time and a very tough situation for both teams. It will be interesting to see these two teams meeting each other again in the semifinals this time, the Senior Shield. Of course, here Eastern seem to be the clear favorites because Salvan have had difficulties to find into the season so far. They also just released their striker, Walter Vaz, who was not as good as they might have expected and didn't really make much of an impact up front. And instead, they signed the former Kichi player, Marco de la Spada, who also didn't have a very good or successful spell with Kichi, but then might be able to make it a bit different for Salvan. But we believe that he can just play for Salvan starting from January when the transfer window has opened. So, given the situation, Eastern might be again the clear favorite. I would be surprised if Salvan could pull off a win, but then again, it's a knockout competition, it's Boxing Day. Maybe people are still full with Christmas cookies and drank too much of mulled wine or ate too much of cinnamon buns. So, definitely, again, a very good excuse to go out on Boxing Day to Mongkok Stadium, 3 p.m., and watch high-class football between Salvan and Eastern. And also just to round this up and to give you the information, the Senior Shield final will take place in January, to be precise, on Sunday, January 15th at 3 p.m. at Hong Kong Stadium. And the finalists will be either Kichi, Taipo, Eastern and Salvan. This is what we know so far and we will know more after the Christmas break. So yeah, I mean, that's basically it. There's not much more we can talk about this time around. Next week, I will be again back with a very brief podcast about the upcoming Guangdong Hong Kong Cup, the 39th edition of it, which has two games, one in Guangzhou on January 1st and the return leg in Hong Kong on January 4th at Hong Kong Stadium. I will give you all the information and all the pre-details and everything you need to know next week, a few days before the game. And until then, I wish you very, very wonderful holidays, no matter if you care about Christmas or not. I hope you enjoy a nice weather here in Hong Kong and maybe even one or two football games at Mongok Stadium. 
So take care, take a good rest, enjoy your food, eat a lot, and see you next week. Bye bye.